Yud Beis, last halacha. Vehol Vadavakehu. So Ramam says, he's, he's, he's been saying now that all of these descriptions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are simply metaphors. Any type of thing mentioned in the Torah or in the Vim. Hakol, Moshal, and they are all a metaphor. Which is, there is a difference actually between Torah and Vim as far as metaphors go. In, in Torah, you find metaphors, words, like Yad Hashem, Ein Hashem. But in, um, in the Navi, you'll find an entire description, like a, a, a dream that's a metaphor, which you don't find in Torah. In Torah, you, don't, um, def- you do not uh, understand any parish as a metaphor, whereas Navua, certain Navuas are metaphors completely. He saw a, a pot boiling, and he saw a stick of, of shkedim. All of those things are metaphors in, in Tanakh. The Ramah speaks a lot about it more Nebuchim. But words relating to the Torah have to be a metaphor. It's because what, it's what they saw. They saw. In Navi or in the, the Navi? Yes, the Navi. yes. In Navi, it's what they saw, and therefore the whole thing is a metaphor about something. Kemoshnem, like it says, Yosheva Shamai Mishak, the one in heavens laughs. Kiyasunim Bavleim, they've gotten me upset with their nonsense. Kashasas Hashem, as Hashem has been happy. Ukiyotzebehen. All of these are described by Chachamim in the term Dibra Torah Lashem Adam, which is an interesting uh, application. The Dibra Torah Lashem Adam, the Gemara uses it only as um, when you have things that are grammatically strange. For instance, if you have a double Lashem, like something is repeated twice in a Pasuk, Omar Yoimar, Nozil Hazir is a typical one. Where the Gemara says, one Mandiyama says, you use it for halachic drush, Nozil Hazir to teach me Yodis Nazirus or so on. And the other Mandiyama says, Dibra Torah Adam, that repetition of a word is, falls in line with Dibra Torah Adam. Using this description of Dibra Torah Adam for the phrases that he's using it is his own application. He's, he's using that term to apply to this, which is not. Um, really what the Gemara means when it says the Gemara talks about grammar forms where you repeat words or, or emphasize words or whatever it is and, and uh, he's talking about metaphors he, I guess it's borrowing the Gemara's Lashon for it similarly says um, are they getting me upset now the Rambam is, will now prove that all this is Now, I want to add something about this, about what the Rambam is, is going to do now. The Rambam is past the stage of hands and feet, referring to hands and feet. He also doesn't mean laughing in the sense that when we get tickled and, we, and the mouth opens up and, and, and we make a sound, any physical manifestation of being tickled is not what the Rambam is talking about either. The Rambam is talking about emotions. And he speaks about this in Moron of Vuchim. The emotions, emotions are also a corporality. When I say a person got angry, it's not, it's not physical in the sense, like physical, physical, like a table. But on the other hand, any type of, any way that I can fix a Baruch Hu 
to a specific mode, to a specific um, feeling, is a type of corporality. Because I'm limiting him. When I say somebody's angry, I say, don't talk to him now, and if you're not careful, you're going to get a patch, and, and, and other things like that. I, I'm limiting somebody to a very specific form. That is not Shayat HaKadosh Baruch either. It, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Hanhagas all come from um, one central, let's call it Chachmas or But it's not emotions. It, when we speak of emotions on a person, we mean the person himself, his personality has been limited. When I say somebody got angry, what I mean to say is his niceness is shut off and he, this person is in a rage. As opposed to, let's say you take a teacher who is perfectly cool and he's, he doesn't lose himself and he's sitting and analyzing the class. Okay, what tactic are we going to use here? So the, 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 that in, the teacher is the same teacher. He hasn't changed, but he decides to use a different tactic. That is true of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses different expressions to pull us in line. Sometimes pleasant, sometimes harsh, but those are all tools. It's a toolkit. It's not a reflection on the personality that the personality has changed. So, and, that, and this is a lot more difficult because even people who believe in a God tend to impose their emotions on Hashem because that's what they used to. They can't imagine that emotions are only on a, on a, on a nefesh level they're a, they're, they're a body. They're bits and pieces of personality. It, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's corporal or in a, in, a, in a more fine sense than very physical objects, but it's still a human trait. It's, it's a human trait and it limits. The Ramam says, the Ramam Mornavuchum speaks about this, and he says, in, in, in the, we, are obliged to, we are obliged to emulate a Baruch Hu in different ways. Mahu racho, Just like he is, is, is um, merciful, so you to be merciful. Mahu Just like he grants favors, you should grant favors. And, and so on. Mahu kadosh, just like he is kadosh, you should also be kadosh. So the Rambam says in Moron Vuchem, he adds an interesting point to that. Not only does it mean that we have to do things like Hashem, being kind and so on, more deeply than that, you have to do it the way in which Hashem does it. Not by, not by being swept up in your emotions, but by, but by um, deciding what emotions to use. In other words, everybody that sees a, a poor, uh, somebody in suffering is, has Rahmanas on him. But, but that, that it has to be Rahmanis that comes out of a decision because the right thing to do is a much more subtle type of Rahmanis. Because what will happen is, you, you, let's say you see a kid who's not, who, who, he's about to have an operation and he's not allowed to drink water before. And he begs you, please, a little water, a little water, a little water. And you, you know, it's very hard to see that and say, okay, a little water, you're not doing him a favor. So Rahmanis that starts from the emotional level is not really the Rachmanis that is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's. For us, the reactions that are, that are triggered at the reflex level are physical. That's the Midah of Rachmanis. That's the Midah of Kaz. Somebody gets me upset, 
I blow, I blow my top at him. It has to be the way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu does those things, which means from a decision, what is the right thing to do, and then to express it in, 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 in a feelings. So on the one hand, the feelings have to be genuine, but, but they have to come because the, the most pneumistic level person decided this is the right thing. This is a time for closeness. This is a time for being away. This is a time for, for, for doing it this way. This is a time for doing it that way. And that's a very hard one because, you know, it's very hard to be a Baal Seichel and a Baal Regesh together. There's a Chazonish. The Chazonish had certain criticisms of the Muslim movement. Uh, the Muslim movement came to infuse people with spirit and with warmth and, and, and with feelings. It seems to be like a positive, positive, positive type of, of, of movement. It's, it's like coming out against apple pie and motherhood to, to come out against Musa. And yet, I mean, there were people that came out against Musa because of taking up time for learning and so on. But that's not, the Chaznish had a different angle that was a very interesting angle, and it, it fits him. He said like this. Um, he, he, let, he gives an illustration. We'll, we'll do the illustration first, and then we'll go to the principle. He said in a certain town, there was a, an old man with a long white beard who was a big tzaddik teaching little kids. And he made, a little, he made a precarious living out of teaching the kids. You know, there was just so many kids, and they, each one paid a little bit, but that's how he made his living. I guess schools always had a problem with raising funds. I guess that, that, was, that never changed. And one day, a young whippersnapper came, and he started pulling kids away from the school, and this poor man started losing his parnasa. So the town was up in arms, and they decided to, to, to um, drive this person out, because there's a halacha that's called masigvul, that if somebody has a, a business, you're not allowed to uh, try and cut in on it. The, one second, okay. The, 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 this town didn't know the Gemara Babasa. So, but and everybody said, listen, here you have this wonderful old tzaddik, and, and, and here you have someone cu- cutting in, and how terrible it is. And they drove him out of town. So the, the Chaznish said, the halacha is, the only area in which there is no hasagas kavul is chinuch. Because over there, the, the level of chinuch of the children is the paramount uh, criteria. So... The, the, um, so now he says, the man, this young guy was right, the town people's wrong, they're the ones that are persecuting the innocent and not the other way around. So the Chaznish said like this, Musa moved at inspiring people at an emotional level, that they should be sensitive more and caring more and so on. But the danger was that by addressing that and not knowing what's right and what's wrong, you'll end up persecuting the wrong person. Understanding what is the rights of different people and then putting the emotions to work is, is the right thing. It's the same way like a, a super sensitive doctor is when they bring in a horribly mangled patient, he closes off his sensitivity and he becomes very professional and, 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 and doesn't think about the family and the, and the kid, doesn't think about anything but the very technical details of what to do. And once that part of the job is done, he turns back on the warmth and emotions and, and, and commiserates with, with, with the kid or with the family, whatever it is. It's wrong to put the emotion before the understanding because emotions cannot tell right from wrong. All they can do is express right and wrong. So, ma'ani rachum, just like a Baruch is a rachum by dint of 
Chachmal Yona, that Kashbrochu says now's the time for Rachmanis and now's not a time for Rachmanis, that's the same way. That's what the Ramam says in, when he speaks about it in, um, in Moronavuchim. Uh, another place where the Ramam says something similar. I think we mentioned this Mishnah before, the Mishnah is a Brachas and Megillah. It says, Al Ken Tzipo Achmecha, that your, we, we beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he have pity on us, just like he had pity on the bird that was, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you know, I'll take the mother from, from, from the young. So too HaKadosh Baruch Hu um, should, uh, should have Rachmi on us. So it says, Mesalkin also, you, you tell him, he, he has to stop being a chazan, because he, he, he implies that a Kaddish Baruch whose midos are rachmim, and they're really gzeros. So the understanding of it is that means that the ultimate core of a Kaddish Baruch whose, what, what, what prompts the action is Rachmanis itself. In other words, every emotion is a reaction. I see something, I say, oh, how terrible, or oh, how mean, and, and I react to it. By defining a Kaddish Baruch Hu's actions in those terms, I am really, in a sense, it, 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 it's heretical to define a Kaddish Baruch Hu in terms of human emotion. And, that, and that's a very, very hard thing. Even people who mean well, they kind of incorporate a Kaddish Baruch Hu um, into, into that emotion. And, and, and it's very wrong. The emotion is the form of expression of what's right and what's wrong. Would, it, would, it, would it, at least a, a close analogy be the way a parent is supposed to raise a child? That exactly. The anger you show is measured, it's not emotional exactly. anger, but it's, it's what's called for. It, right, it, it, it's, or it's, it's a decision, right? It's a decision, is it now the time to show the anger, or is it now the time to, to react? Is that, it, that's what you're... you're right. Yeah. I mean, they say about the Alto Slavotka that he would not and when he felt some, a Talmud of his did something wrong, he would wait co- a period of time before rebuking him because he said he wanted emotional anger to subside and it be, it be the measure of anger by what the Seichel dictates, which is very, very hard. So Baruch, to think of Akadosh Baruch Hu's emotions in terms of emotions is also a form of corporality. And this is what most simple folk are, are kind of mistaken about. You know, they think of Kashbrok as being warm, as being rachmim, those are the noblest things they can think of, and in a sense they're, they're, they're making a mistake. I was once sitting next to an Arab on a plane, and uh, I, I was fascinated by different people, and we got into the conversation, and he was telling me, he, he said two things which I found fascinating. So he got this, he, he's a, he was an Arab, a Yored, he had lived in, in uh, Palestine, and then he had left 20 years ago, and he lived, believe it or not, near Borough Park somewhere there, and he had a, a store and was bemoaning the fact that his kids were no longer Arabs, and they were like, you know, they, they really forgot everything, whatever, interesting, a lot of interesting stories. But one thing, he, then he got into the topic of religion, and he says the only true religion is Islam because it's a religion of the heart, not of the mind. <laughs> and he said, and then he started saying some of the prayers, and, you know, he had like tears in his eyes, he got very, very, very choked up, and he said that Hashem is called Rahman, and do I know what Rahman means? So I said, no, tell me what it is. So he said, you know, you know sometimes you get into a bad fight with somebody, and you really have it out against each other, and you're battling, and this, and that. And then you wake up and you say, you know, let's forget all about it. Let's, you know, let's be mevater, and you forget about it, I'll forget about it, and that's that. That's Rahman. So God is like that. 
in, in other words, God is totally irrational. It, it, it's, you know, a person's got emotions, he gets tired, and he says, you know, what the, what the, you know, heck, let's forget about it, and that's that. You know, he, he, was, he, the, he was putting, it's funny, because the, Islam ran away from any form of physical image, and they did a reasonably good job with that, but they, they fell into a pit of emotional um, corporalization of God, and that's it. And, 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 and the same seething, um, emotional um, heap that, that, that your typical Arab is, they've pinned Hashem into that same mold, and that's that. So, so what the Ramam is saying here is not only concerning things that are physical, real physical, like hands and eyes and so on, not only, not even things that are a little more abstract, like he said, place, measure, right, left, and so on, but rather um, even things that are emotions are still the Rambam does say later on, we'll see in Hulk's day as many chapters down the road, that the reason why Kachbaf is described as that is because we are right in emulating his drachim. And certain drachim, in other words, there is something about a Baruch Hu called rachum that gives us information about the proper way to behave that we would not get by saying a Baruch Hu help this person, that person, the other person. We'll see later when we speak about it. But, but, but uh, to take it literally that it was the emotional reaction is kfira. And the Pasuk itself says, Do they think they will get me enraged? Now the Ramam proves it logically that this can't be the case. The Pasuk says, I, God, have never changed. And if sometimes he would get enraged and sometimes be happy, he would change. So the Ramam is saying here an important definition of what it means that God is immutable. Certainly there are changes in God as warranted by the people's needs. If, 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 sometimes a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, is helpful, sometimes he's, he's stern. Those are not, they don't, they don't, that does not affect God's immutability. The same way, like, for instance, if I take somebody and I say, this guy's a pilot. And, you know, he's a fighter, he, he, he's a fighter pilot for the Air Force, and he's under severe stress, and he stays as cool as a cucumber, he doesn't change one drop on the pressure. Well, he does. He moves the plane right and forward and left and, and up and down and, and, and so on and so forth. But those are changes that he is enacting in the outside to keep it in a certain, you know, in a certain flight pattern. He is not losing himself. If he were to get nervous, start sweating, uh, coughing, or, 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 or whatever, that would be called change. But the fact that there's a change shows the outward is not an immutability of that. Yes? You know, the Ramchal sort of starts off the whole dissertation of, of, of Derech Hashem by, by saying that God is, is the source of... Is, is, is the ultimate good, the source of goodness, and he wants right. to be so good in his creation. Right. And everything sort of flows logically right. from that. It, it, can't, can't you say to some extent on that basis that if, if you wanted to, to get close to an emotion that God has, that it's, it's love for his creations? Um. That, that 
Because how are you to understand that, that God, God's entire reason for creating right. man was to bestow goodness upon him? Right. On, on an emotional level, and again, I'm not expressing it right, but, mm. but there's this feeling that, that you want to say that God loves you. It, it, but you're saying that... It's, no, 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 it, it's... Term, it's no, you're, you're definitely right. Let, let's try to understand just what we're distinguishing from what. Yeah. There's definitely a, a feeling that Rachum and Hanun and Tov and Chesed are appropriate. And they're right, and they definitely fall in line um, with what I, it seems to be what Akash Baruch wants from us. I mean, the Vaptorech Kamocha type of, of mitzvahs are, are in, in Akash Baruch Hu, and so on and so forth. The difference is, let's try to take it, let's take a pair of child actually, it's always the best. Akash Baruch Hu's most basic. Um, most basic relationship to us is that he wants us. The, the, the thing we can say for sure is he wants us because if he didn't want us, we wouldn't be here. You know, so Akadosh Baruch brought a world into being for Kiyom. That, by definition, in our terms, we're calling that point Tov. That's the ultimate point of reference. The fact that we were not and Akadosh Baruch made us means we are. And his basic rotsin is that we be. So, so, so in that sense, that's called tov. Now, us being means that we be spiritually pure, good, neshama people, um, rather because in as much as we get involved with physicality in a bad way, then, w- w- then we're part of the world of death, and we are not. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch who gave us an existence we ourselves can determine more good, less good. The same way that a parent to a child's basic relationship is wanting. You know, it's, I want the child. And, and the primary emotion that, that you know, the, the next step is love. You know, that's kind of the way you expect so, so definitely, it's correct to say that the primary cash of Akash is Ritzon He wants us. It is correct that of the of the emotion of the emotions it is um, it is love that expresses it the best but if the love comes from the bottom up the way somebody likes a cute kid or somebody likes somebody grew around him or the way mother naturally has a child that she instinctively likes and it's not the other way around where a person is saying with his seichel that it's mine and this is me and this is my achrayas, then all of a sudden aberrations start creeping in. You start turning a blind eye towards the things that a kid is doing wrong. You don't correct him on certain things. You know, it's the instinctive reflex of emotion. If that's the expression of my inner understanding of the situation, then it's all positive. If it is, if it works on its own mechanism, in the way you'll, you'll, you'll find, I mean, w- one of the problems of mothers as they get older and, uh, is they keep mothering the children way past when, they, when it's counterproductive, when it becomes a, a burden, when it becomes obsessive, when it becomes crazy. And the reason is, it, it, it's not that a mother's basic emotions are not wonderful emotions. 
but since there wasn't Seichel that started it, so 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 now the 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 the, the um, end of it is 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 uh, is a korban. There isn't. So we have to be very careful. A to distinguish between the core, which is a seichel, let's call it for the best uh, way, to the outer expression of the emotion of love, which most of the time is correct. If 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 a, if you see a parent with a child, where most of the time there is love coming out, and some of the times there is discipline or harshness, they say, good, it's a loving relationship, it's the right relationship between the child, and the parent has the seichel that there are certain times we have to discipline. If you find that most of the time there, there is no, there, there is very little an expression of love and kirva, then you start asking yourself what's, what's going on over here. So you're right, when we, the Ramchal is expressing a Baruch Hu's basic relationship to the world on a seich level, which is he wants the world. I mean, that's almost the tautology. You know, if, if the world is there because he wanted it, then obviously he wants the world. You know, that, that, that's, that kind of proves itself. Now, th- th- there is a, a, a kind of emotional feedback to us, which, w- through HaKadosh Baruch Hu's actions, which, as a result of that, expresses most of the time in, in what we would call love, uh, in Ava. And yet, at certain times, it will, it, it, that, that same warning us means we keep us away from danger. You know, a mother that lets the child play with next to an uh, open electric box, because he, she can't bear to hear him cry, is really asking... Is, is you, you can say that, that everything that Hashem does for our own good is, is ultimately a source of, of love, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and that it just doesn't, we just don't necessarily see it. That's true, but by and large, just like my parents thought, we, we should definitely get to see things that even we can see. That was the fact that Akkadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. And Akkadosh Baruch Hu, we were almost nobodies. We had very little in the way of our own merit. Akash Prabhu went and took us out and taught us the Torah and, and changed our lives and so on and so forth. It is really, a, 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 that's where we saw that profound impression that Akash Prabhu loves us. Um, then you have to see the love of the Holocaust. But, but, but it's a difference in taking it. If, if the only experience we had Akash Prabhu was a Holocaust, it, it would be very hard to find it. The question is, but Becholzot, you know, how do you explain the Holocaust in light of the fact that we've survived 2,000 years of Holocaust. And so somewhere along the line, it, it's got to come into, into uh, it's got to come into play. You know, that's really, it, it, it's only because there's a backdrop of so many positive experiences that you, you say to yourself, so just like even a father that's severe, in Chinuch, <coughs> the problem is, there, it's a, a father that ignores a child creates more problems than a father that's very strict with a child. If there's a feeling that of care and love, but it's overdone, it'll create maybe some problems, but not the same problems as if there's a feeling that it couldn't care less. And so he says, so, but his proof is, So had there been change of emotions, that would be a different God. I mean, just like people are different. There are people, when we are be taken by our emotions, we're a different person. I say him, He's a different person when he's angry. You, 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 you couldn't recognize him. That, that it means the person changed. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to say, to say that emotions are, can determine the person is, is asking for um, trouble. It, 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 it's, 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 it's making it corporal. V'kol advarim ha'elon mitsuyim el-legufim ha'felem ha'shvelem shoch All of these things are only possible to bodies that dwell in physical bodies. 
asher be'ofer yisodam, which come from earth. I, even though the Rambam is kind of poetic over here, you know, he's, you know, he's saying this is only possible in lowly beings whose essence comes from earth and so on. There's also a point over here where the Rambam is, I think, alluding to something. The, the four elements as understood by, um, as understood by the Rambam, and what he uses is the four Greek elements of fire, water, earth, and air. Of those, Earth is the most malleable. I mean, air and fire we really can't do much with. Water, you can put in different jars, but you can't really change it. It just, just keeps flowing. Earth, and Adam is called Adama, is, is something which is, alt, it's, it's, it's the clay of the world, actually. So we, since our being is inscribed in clay, it is always mutable. It's always changing, and change is possible. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not, and all shy after that, and therefore doesn't change. is above this, and therefore change, even emotional sense, doesn't apply. Um, I'd like to add out something. He says over here that we finished the first pack. So, hey, first of all, we finished the first pack, which is quite an accomplishment. Secondly, the um, I'd, I'd like to go back to a point here first, and he says, that the Torah spoke. The Torah described these things in terms of human beings. Um, one point, the, the Rambam's understanding of this is, I think one spoke about it, is that it's, it's, these are metaphors that we use to describe it. When I'm trying to, to, to explain to somebody a concept that it's difficult for him, I use a metaphor which kind of it, it makes it easy for him to explain. So when a scientist is explaining something difficult, He'll say, um, you know, that this, this thing, it's a bridge, it's a wheel. He'll, he'll use some, some way to enlighten you with it, which is definitely the, the, the um, first way to approach these things. There are some problems with it. There are things that are mentioned in Tanakh that are not readily translated as metaphors. For instance, it says something about a, a beard, a white beard. It's hard to see what it's a metaphor for. You know, it's hand of God, foot of God, God being angry, God being this. Those are things that we can see as metaphors. Those other things are um, that as white as snow uh, and, and a beard as white as snow. It's, not, it's very, just very hard for us to get a tefis and what are we referring to? What, what, what do we mean with that? The Mekubalim use a little bit of a different um, uh, understanding of it. And... They, they use the Dibra Torah in the following way. The Pasuk says, B'Tselem Elikim Baroso. HaKadosh Baruch created man in the image of God. It, it refers to the Neshama. The Neshama, the Koach HaBechira, the Koach HaVdas, all of those elements of a human being that are non-physical, then that, those are things that are B'Tselem Elikim. That's true. There's also another thing. The, the human neshama is clothed in a body that physically resembles Akarish Baruch's Akarish Baruch's um, act, activity. Were it possible to give a physical um, likeness? In other words, symmetry. The human body is symmetrical. That it's not. It, 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 so the Pasuk says that a Kaddish Baruch Hu 
were sitting in court. And there were angels on the right side and angels on the left side. And these were saying, these were saying this, these were saying that. So we say, well, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is describing a scene where there are these and those. It's the other way around. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world where there are these and those. Lined up as equally as possible. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kochos of Tov and kochos of Ra are as equivalent as could possibly be. That's what he wanted the world. So we have a phenomenon of things that are equal but opposite. Exactly equal but opposite. Just like any type of force in physics, pluses, minuses, spins this way, that way, the other way, all f- everything is built on a duality of forces going this way and that way. Now, that is a reflection. HaKadosh Baruch Hu built the world in a way where every single, every single element has this way and that way. They're exactly equal. You, uh, uh, the difference between an electron and a positron, I think, is the opposite particle, is they're exactly the same, but they're opposite. The only thing I can say about them is they're exactly the same if you study each one individually, and when they come together, they annihilate each other, and they become a nu- neutral in, in, in all respects. So, in a human being, we have a, a body, and, and this is one of the phenomena, I think it's called chorality, right? Right and left uh, alignment. Choral- I think it's called chorality, if I'm not mistaken. Where the human body is, 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 is symmetrical. It's built with right and left, that is almost equal in, in, a, in a lot of the areas. Some of the areas not, but most of it, certainly what we can see, it's, it's equal. That is a result of being B'Tselem So if you're to take Yumin and Smol and bring it down to a most vivid and physical being, it is human being. It, it, it is human form of right and left. The human form has the head on top with all of the primary intellectual faculties the mind, the ears, the eyes, the nose. Then it, and the voice. It's connected by a, thin, by a thin bridge to the next section of the body, which starts with hearts and lungs and circulatory system, and then descends down to um, a, a food system, a stomach, and, a, and liver, and, and kidneys, and et cetera, et cetera. That is a, a, a physical reflection of how certain anhagas work. They start with the highest level, goes to the second level, it goes to the third level. Um, they actually, they're, it's represented in Sfarim by the letters Melech, Moach, Lev, and Kaved, which, which is, you know, that's the way it works. A person has two feet that can only work in harmony. He has two hands that can work together, but can work independently also. Every single element the two hands have ten fingers, five on each, also opposite. Every single element of that has, it is, it's not that it has a reflection, it is a reflection of it. Just like if I take any, if I take any, any, any object and I put a piece of wax on it, and I take off the piece of wax, it's going to have the exact fold over there. Whatever this had, the impression that it made. So since we were created by Kaviyochel by being an impression on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, therefore, every single part of us will accurately ref- is, is the reflection, it's the result of being an impression of some... So, if a, if a human being has a beard, that, 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 then, then Kaviyochel, a Kaddish Baruch Hu's had something that we can associate. 
we may not know what it is. It, 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 may, not, it, it, it may not be meaningful to us, but it's emes no matter what. There is nothing that a person has. And that's why Kabbalah language is full of human descriptions. It, it's not because the easiest metaphor, it's because it's the emes. The emes of, uh, is, you only have to take a look at the physical reflections. A, a lot of phenomena we study in science are not seen in their own light, but you see the effect it has. You, you look in a cloud chamber and you see a streak. You didn't see the particle going through it, but if there's a streak there, it means that something went through it and cut through it. You, 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 have, um, uh, you have like a, um, a, a shield in the back of an object and then you bombard it with particles. Whatever happens to that, to that screen in the back, you know is the result of particles blocking, not blocking, ricocheting. A lot of things we study by seeing the effect. So if the effect of somebody being created with Tzalmul Kim is that there's a rosh on top and then there's a tzavar that's narrow and, and, the, and the coal comes from a combination of the tzavar with the seichel, all of those elements are reflections of elokus. So the Rambam says the first level pshat, which is, defini- it is definitely right in the pshat of it, that these are metaphors used to describe phenomena that we're f- familiar with and, and we can use that to imagine something about Kaddish Baruch Hu. And like, the, like the Rambam says, these are the only things that are really meaningful to us, and that's why we use this imagery, to, to, show, it that, to show us that it, it really exists. But on a deeper level, um, on the level that the Kabbalim see it is, these metaphors are not simply metaphors to be helpful hints. They are the physical representation of those in Yanim that are Kila Ruchni. And, and, uh, and we are, and every single aspect of a human being can be extrapolated back to the source that is reflecting. Okay, so we'll hold it here. We finish it base. We finish Perek Aleph. Um, I think next time will be some break. Next Tuesday is our Pesach.